which means we have college football. Well, mostly. We thought we did. Conferences are dropping like flies. Last week, when the MAC conference dropped out, I think people kind of laughed, like, oh, who cares? I could barely name you three teams from that conference. And then when I heard the Big Ten, I was like, fuck. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and then the Pac-12 joins, and then and then we start getting all the rumors. But the rumors are fun, at least. The, the, big, the big Ten is just devastating. We're talking an Ohio State team that is... Vegas favorites, you know, be a top three for the national championship. Absolutely. It's Justin Fields, Heisman, yep. at least in the top two or three for the Heisman running. For sure, and possibly a top ten pick in the draft next year. Possibly the number one pick. I mean, if he has a good season this year, he could go number one. Yeah. So it's really a lot of news this week. In fact, I would argue more news than we've had since the Super Bowl in terms of sports. Yeah, it's it, it's getting busy. I mean, it's it's nice to have this this uh you know all the other sports here too, being you know baseball, football. Uh, as a as a gambler, and, this and is a parlay delight. Yeah. I mean, you just got you can bet on four or five sports all in you know all in one day. Yeah, um, you know with the PGA Championship last week going on, I mean that was a blast. Fucking the job Colin put on that shot on seventeen. That was. Did you guys watch any of the PGA Championship? What a power move, by the way. I did not. Um, I feel like there's almost too many sports now. We're talking the worst <laughs> sports month, and I can't even keep up with it all. It's like NBA playoffs, hockey playoffs started yesterday. Like, I don't even know where to focus my attention, especially when the hockey's starting out with, like, eight-hour games. It's freaking confusing. Where do I even look? But with the Pac-12 and the Big Ten closing out, I mean, there are conferences like the Big 12 who seem to be going all in and basically stating, we are playing this year. Yeah, so the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12 are all pretty much committed to playing football this year which, in the fall, in the fall, which uh, could be interesting because you kind of get like two different, you know, it's just college football year round now, possibly. It could be nice for the fans, but obviously you don't get some of the players you're going to lose and, you know, some uh, uh, you don't get all of the games that you would normally. Yeah, but without Ohio State in the field, is there an asterisk if you win the national championship this year? I mean, we're talking about a team that is virtually guaranteed to go to the playoffs, even if they win or even if they lose one. They always seem to get voted in. I mean, if if you win the national championship this year, you're happy, but man, history is going to look at you like you didn't play every team. Let's let's slow down a bit here. Um, I. I've been pretty consistent on this pod saying college football is not going to happen. Um, so I feel like I'm, you know, two fifths of the way there. Um, I still don't think there's a way in hell college football happens in any conference. I think most are just waiting it out. If anything, for a PR move to be like, Hey, we waited the longest we could guys. We, we waited, we waited, we waited. I think it's all a charade. And I think all the conferences will eventually cancel football for the fall. I don't know, man. The language is getting really strong by some conferences. I mean, the Big 12 is essentially like, we're doing it. And the, the Big 12, let's face it, they've been deteriorating over the last few years. I mean, they've been losing teams left and right. Um, it's a dying conference. And with them stepping up and doing this, I feel like it's almost a power move. If you're, if you're making the statement like, we're playing this year. First of all, 
I don't know how the transfer pool works. If you're a player, you can't transfer to one of these other conferences, can you? They are going to allow them to transfer. That's, I think. See, I think that's I think that's an absolute necessity. But wow. So, so talking about Justin Fields specifically, right? Uh, with Ohio State saying they're out, his reaction on Twitter was literally just SMH, shake my head. Um, but he's a guy who absolutely could decide to just transfer to play right away, so he could play the one year you know, get his, you know, NFL stock up or, or potentially compete with Trevor Lawrence for that number one spot. And then that's be it. So let's hypothetically say you're Trevor or you're, you're Justin Fields. What school are you picking right now? Let's say the ACC, the big, the big 10, or the, I'm sorry, the ACC, the SEC and the big 12 are all going to play. I'm thinking you're picking Drew Rosenhaus. Um, he didn't opt out. he you know, he, he was loyal to his team. If you look at it that way, he wants to stick it out. You, you're not going to – he already transferred once. You don't want to transfer all the way again. You have an easy opt-out, and he's he's a shoe in for a top-10 pick. Um, I, I personally like him for today's NFL. Um, he's my favorite quarterback in the draft, um, and I get a lot of hate on it. But it's a 100%. It's Drew Rosenhaus. That's exactly who he's transferring yeah, to, quote-unquote. Play, play along for my game for just yeah. a minute. Yeah. Pick, Selfishly, pick I want him to go to HTP, baby. Pick, pick send him to quarterback U, Pittsburgh University. Pick, pick a school and uh, and send him there. It, well, Georgia was the only place he can really go to compete, um, go back and get his position back. Uh, Georgia's a fair fit. Uh, I think there are some other options, though. What, but what do you have, Drew? I'd go Florida State because I went to Florida State and I'm a huge homer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, Brandon, so we got you at Pitt. I, I got a couple of interesting ones. What if he went to LSU, right? Go back, go sure. into that system, uh, replace uh, Joe Burrow, and and you know that's a team that they were pretty good, but they lost a lot, but they still have a lot left. So a, another quarterback, solid quarterback there, could could make them contenders again. And then, I mean, I hate to say it, but what about Florida? Like if he went to UF, like that team is pretty good. Their quarterback is kind of just a game manager. You take you put Justin Fields on that team, it takes him to another level. They're definitely, I mean, they're already arguably a top five team anyways. Yeah, absolutely. And then you put a better quarterback in it. It's like contender, right? It sounds terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I I actually disagree with you, Marcus. Um, I think he can't just ease into the NFL and teams are going to be completely good with that because Justin Fields, was he really good last year? Yeah. But he still has a lot of question marks. A lot of people question, you know, is this guy going to be, is he going to transition over to the NFL level? I think it's a legitimate question. I mean, he's a great athlete. But there are some question marks about him, and I think that you know, if, if you ask a lot of NFL scouts, they didn't see everything that they needed to see out of him last year to make him a bona fide top five pick. You know what I'm saying? So maybe he's like a later first-round pick, um, but it's going to be a gamble. If he doesn't play another year, I mean, you have very little to go on with him. I, 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 I know the skepticism, but truth, man, I, I fell in love with that dude from QB1. That's my kind of guy. Yeah, um, I enjoyed him on it as well. Um He's got the talent. He's actually a, he's a he's a better thrower than people give him credit for. Um, right, and, like he hit, hit some very tight windows. Um, j- j- when we didn't have jack shit to talk about in fucking April and May, we talked about who was some of the best players we've ever seen in person. Justin Fields was definitely one of the most impressive people I've ever seen play. Well, you saw you saw him tear IU a new asshole or what what happened i saw him i saw him yeah i saw him live uh at, at iu but i also saw him in the big 10 championship game nice so, yeah 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 he, he's a really good player um i think that maybe the scouts want to see him throw the ball a little bit more yes Just the sample sure. the sample size of him actually throwing the ball at the college level is very small right we got 
12 games last year, whatever it is, 13, 14 games last year. And then like he played like three or four series at Georgia where See, they would, where they would run him most of the time because they're dumbasses. I, I, I think if, in my humble opinion, I think the, the doubts really come from um, Ohio State's system has been very successful in the Big Ten. Um, you've seen terrible quarterbacks do very well in college and doesn't translate. Um, <laughs> some quarterbacks I've been very outspoken on. Um, but, man, I'm, I love Justin Fields. I'm, I'm sold on the guy. Yeah, so, I mean, here's my thing. Like, if you actually go back to their time in high school, it was always Fields and Lawrence. Like, they were actually competing for that number one spot. There was a there's a stretch where Justin Fields was considered the number one quarterback in the country over Trevor Lawrence. So I mean, some people weren't necessarily buying in, but there was a stretch where most of the services had him rated number one. Let me th- let me throw out a few names at you guys and see if you agree because this is why Justin Fields scares me. I don't like just being sold on a player this far into their college career. Let me throw out a few names: Jake Walker. Yeah, he remember had, when he was the presumptive number one overall pick? Yeah, he had one really good season at Washington, and and, and then he went back and he made he made he people thought less of him because of that extra season. I would even throw out Matt Weiner, who was also just presumptive number one. Uh, went back and played a questionable extra year, and it killed his draft stock. I mean, he was still drafted like fifth overall, but I mean, he was the bona fide number one, and he was a questionable like five or six or wherever he was drafted. So I don't know. I think sometimes if they see more of you, it actually makes them think less of you. But if you don't see any of you, then there's all these question marks that people don't really know. You know, there's a lot of unknowns, and that's so that's a big gamble. It seems like a Raiders pick next year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, look what uh, look what Mitch Trubisky turned himself into. He only had like twelve or thirteen collegiate starts, and they, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, this guy's so good." Yep, I think that, we found that, out that's what a Mitch good Trubisky point. Was I, I made the point earlier before the pod? Um, Mark Sanchez got some flack from Pete Carroll because he decided to come out early after one year as a starter. And people were like, and Pete Carroll was like, I think he needs more time, blah, blah, blah. He went six overall to the Jets. If he goes back another year, do we see Mark Sanchez for not being as good as people thought he was? And maybe he doesn't get taken as high? Probably, right? There's a good chance. I think the Jets destroyed Mark Sanchez, to be fair. (laughs) He looked good as he looked good his first couple of years. And, And maybe they did. But also, maybe that extra film on him for a few games in the Pac-12 and playing at that level exposes him a little. It's possible. Right. He gave us the butt fumble, so we owe him a, a huge debt. Boys, mark my words, and this is right hand up. I kind of hope I, I hope his draft stock falls, man, because if Pittsburgh takes him at 32, um, it'll be the he, first authentic. It ain't falling that far. It'll be the first authentic <laughs> stick jersey, not from China, I buy, I promise you. <laughs> So um, I don't want to move away from college football here, but I do want to introduce our guest uh, because he played a bit of college ball himself, quite a bit, actually. Um, his name is Mr. Lyndon Rawls, and he played at Humboldt State University. Um, and so, Lyndon, a lot of questions for you, uh, mainly, you know, as a, as a previous college player. If, if this was happening with you, and, you know, you're, you're a junior, maybe a senior, and you're just trying to carve your way, uh, try to make an NFL team, I mean, what are your thoughts on this, and, and how do you handle this situation as a player? Well, I mean, it's a lot of things you have to look into, like, as far as, like, uh, <clears throat> like your pros and your cons, definitely. Like, your family, uh, your surroundings, your outcome, or not your outcome, but um, just the things that could generate from you staying home. Right. Things that can help you if you actually do leave. And there's a lot of people that um, I think, wasn't it, Lawrence was talking about it, mm-hmm. how there's some people 
it's better for them to actually leave their neighborhoods or their areas or things like that and be in a safer environment when they actually go to the the school for football or basketball, whatever the sport may be, it's it's a lot safer for them to interact with their teammates, not get caught up in like the street life or just any nonsense that you would being back home. Sure. So that's a great point. And honestly, it was one of my favorite points about Trevor Lawrence and maybe one of his most fair points, uh, you know, because he grew up in the suburbs. You know what I'm saying? Like he, 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 if he left, he would go back to a better situation. But he has a lot of players that he's playing with right. that, you know, they're, they're coming. You know, a lot of these guys are from South Florida, um, some rough neighborhoods. And so, yeah, I mean, if, like his point was that football's an escape. And so mm-hmm. I, I totally get that, man. I, I got to tell you, I was much more jaded or not, not jaded, but I was for college football shutting down for health reasons until I saw that statement. And it did kind of open my eyes about a lot of things. Definitely. Like when he said it, like I was happy he mentioned something like that. And just like you said, him being from the suburbs, like he doesn't have to go through things that they, uh, that his teammates will have to go through. Right. But just for him to like shed light on that situation from another standpoint, like, I thought it was great because I know a lot of people like that. Like, I didn't come from the best neighborhood. Like, I went to a good good high school, like, in a good neighborhood. Right. But it's like, I'll go to school on one side of the tracks, and then when I go home, I'm on the other side of the tracks. So, me going off to college helped me a lot because I have, like, family or friends that actually had, like, the same opportunities as me but didn't go off. And now, like, things are a little different for them versus if they actually would have took the opportunity and tried to make something of themselves or just get out of their situation for just at least a year or two, just so they can see how things could be different. Sure. And a lot of, a lot of things could have turned out a lot differently. Yeah. And for a lot of them, I mean, geez, you went from Florida all the way to California. That'd right. be a huge move. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, <laughs> culture shock there for sure. Um, but also, yeah, I mean, you know, for, for these it's it's just it's getting away and it's not just getting away from where you live it's for a lot of people it's getting away from friends mm-hmm. you know getting away from bad influences in your life and if you don't have college like you know you got a scholarship it's putting you up in a house um it's, nutrition it's, yeah the, the meals you get all the meals provided exactly it's covering everything for you you go back and you're immediately you know you're starting at square one and you don't have your degree still so i i, I totally get it man it's tough um, so the, it's the, the unfortunate thing is, and I, I, I'm with you guys, I, I agree 100% about what Trevor says and, and the situation for the players, but this all comes down to money. This all comes down to the university. And the key word that I read from a, 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 actually a Big Ten lawyer, this was all about getting sued and litigation and PR. Um, you know, if, if a bunch of 18, 19 year old kids get COVID because universities wanted to make money that there's no way any lawyer would sign off on that. And, that, and that's why I'm sticking to the thing that there will not be football, not because there can't be, not because it isn't safer for everything that you guys just mentioned. And, and uh, Mr. Lawrence mentioned, but yeah, no, that's, Mr. that's the big thing that I think is holding everything up is litigation. I, I think that a, a waiver has to be a part of it for yeah. sure. Um, liability waiver. One of Florida State's players, Jaden Lars Woodby, uh, has been calling for it. He's like, a waiver makes the most sense. Like, from an athlete's perspective, we'll sign a waiver to play. Like, yeah. And, and he's actually from a good, like, a good family. Like, his family had, had some money and stuff like that. Like, went to some private schools in California. And uh, so, you know, I, I, mean, I, I get I get both perspectives. You know the perspective I don't get? 
is when a player does opt out and people call him like a sissy. You know what I'm saying? Like you, that that that's the thing. And and that was actually part of Lawrence's statement was he said, let players opt out, cast no judgment on them, mm-hmm. and move forward. You know what I'm saying? Like that that that's that's what I don't understand is like there's both sides and they're both just so extreme. And the, the side that calls players that are opting out, you know, a lot of these players, they have people in their families that are at risk. Um, and so they're scared of bringing it back to them. I mean, that's, that's a scary prospect for sure. Rondale Moore got killed. Uh, again, I'm up here in Indianapolis and, you know, Rondale Moore, Rondale Moore is an electric wide receiver. Um, he would have got Heisman attention. He wouldn't have won it because he plays for Purdue. But he got absolutely roasted by uh, not so much media, but by fans up here um, in Indiana. Well, yeah, that's because Indiana sucks. Um, <laughs> Indianapolis doesn't, though. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how you roast a player like that for making that decision. It, it makes way more sense. He's he's going to be an, an electric player at the NFL level. He was a stud coming out his rookie year. Like takes the takes. Um, he led Purdue to beating Ohio State, so like he's good enough to do that. Um, but yeah, one of the interesting things that they had, and they had a big thing, we want to play, we're united for a lot of the players. They mentioned a bunch of things, including some stuff we talked about. But I think one kicker that popped, that may have like really pushed the NCAA over the edge was when they said, we want um, we want to establish uh, open communication and form a players association for college football. They're probably like, shit, we're not going to be able to make as much money off them anymore if we do that. That ain't happening. Oh, ding, 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 well, yeah, ding, ding. I mean, that was the Pac-12 uh, directly, right? So the Pac-12 players started it, but then all of the players kind of chimed in and they they want to make a full union for, you know, the Power Five, whatever, something, um, and have some sort of represent, representation for conversations in this in thing, matters like these. So, yeah, I mean, the Pac-12 was always doomed because, you know, the majority of those teams are playing in California, playing on the West Coast, where people regard this virus and everything that's going on around it very, very differently out there. They take it much more seriously um, you could argue maybe too seriously, but hey, you know that that's the path that they chose. I mean, right, right at the onset, I was like, Pac-12's done. The Big Ten was a shocker for me, though. Yeah. That, yeah. that blew my mind. I, I figured that I figured the Pac-12 was done as soon as all like the association came out. Um, I'm gonna still mind blown about the Big Ten. There's so there's so much like money that goes in. Yeah, um, you feel like like you the the commissioners from them would talk to the SEC, talk to the ACC, be like. What are, like converse like what are you doing? What are you thinking yeah. before making a statement like like hey we're done because now because now you can't be like oh just kidding we're coming back we're gonna we're, we want in yeah right. and so, some of the schools are trying to do like one year defections. There's rumors of this uh, Nebraska and Iowa particularly. Ohio State's president came out today and said we're not leaving the Big Ten to go play football in the fall. Like that's not happening. So right. I mean that's that's bad news for anyone who wanted to see Ohio State do that. But it could that could be kind of fun. Imagine like Penn State playing the ACC or something, or like um, Nebraska back in the Big Twelve for a year. I mean, re- renew those old rivalries, or just like one of the teams trying to pull Notre Dame and be like, "Hey, we're, we'll do it independent style since we're not being supported by our conference." Yeah. Well, let me ask you. So we talked about you know guys like Justin Fields that may be hurt uh, by not playing their final year. Do you think any guys would benefit by not playing by going in the exactly what we said before? You got this kind of mysterious unknown about you, but you had a lot of hype going into this year, and then you don't play the season, which could potentially be a letdown. 
So you kind of just let it ride from your previous year. Boys, Bateman out of Minnesota, 100%. The guys like him, um, Sewell or Poole, uh, offensive P- tackle. P- P- Sewell? Yeah, P- no, I, he's a stud, dude. Well, <laughs> but, but, but some guys that had like a huge year and their stock just right. skyrocketed. Guys, mm-hmm. guys like that, it's hugely going to benefit because, you know, the year before, maybe a tweener, maybe a second rounder, and then all of a sudden it's one good year. But one bad year, they could plummet right back out. So right now you ride that high. I'm going to go, and I think the ACC does go through, but I'm, I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I, know, I know it's crazy. I know his last season was extremely unimpressive. Um, during the regular season, I mean, he was lights out uh, in that first college playoff game, and the guy just seems like he's super clutch, but he was pretty unimpressive at a lot of times last year. But since then, you know, he had the game against Ohio State where he looked really good, um, and even in the LSU game. I mean, that, that game was tremendous, and he looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. He looks like a guy that can shine in the big moment for him. Like, I almost think that he benefits by not playing this year, especially with all this PR he's getting for this. He seems like a good leader. Like, I think that he could still be the number one overall pick and miss this entire year. Oh, I mean, that, that that's without a doubt. I think he would have been the number one overall pick if he was, came out last year. So, like, he, he, probably, he probably doesn't have to play this year. Could it hurt him? Theoretically, yes. At the end of the day, it probably won't. But, I mean, obviously it's all yet to be seen at this point. Let's let's get back to Linden because uh, we're talking about you know a lot, a lot of these players and it's it's affecting their chances at the NFL and Linden you were playing at one time to for your chance at the NFL what moment or like what 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 game made made you stand out to scouts and uh, like what was the moment that that you kind of realized you had a chance so we had a, a player by the name of Taylor Boggs that went to the league the year before me. And uh, they were kind of, like, watching his film and things like that and, like, just wondering, oh, who's this uh, little number four behind you? Like, who's this running back? So he kind of, like, essentially helped build my buzz. And then after that, uh, we started having, um, who was it? I want to say it was San Diego. Well, when San, they were San, San Diego, Diego State? No. Oh, the, no, okay. the University Chargers. San Diego? Okay. Yeah. So um, the Chargers came. And it was uh, it was during my junior year. They wanted to come check me out, and I was running track, and I uh, like tweaked my hamstring probably like four weeks before they were supposed to come or something like that. And then they kind of like red flagged me a little bit, like saying I had hamstring problems, but that's like the first time I've ever hurt myself. <laughs> so I'm like, I, like I really well, I mean, not hurt myself. Well, honestly, I didn't even really practice that much <laughs> in college. They kind of. Let me do like a few things and then just put me off to the side and like, all right, you're done for the day. I'm like, we don't, we don't want him to get hurt. I'm like, <laughs> why? Like, let me play. Like, let me practice. This is boring. It's cold out here. Like, <laughs> but um, so the scout came, like he did my height, weight, all that stuff, and then I was trying to run the forty, or I was trying to warm up for the forty, and then my coach like kind of looked at me like, no, it's it's not happening. Like, don't do it. Cause like, you're hammy. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm not gonna let you run. You don't want to run a bad time either. Like that yeah, that hurts exactly. you. That hurts you. Even if like a little dinged in that situation, like a one bad time from a small school, they'll be like, eh, nah, pass, and then never give you another chance. Mm-hmm. Well, think about that stress, man. You're you're in a smaller school, you know, smaller market. It's hard to get yourself known. You got the scout coming, and you just pulled a hammy. That's I can't even that's imagine exactly the stress. That's exactly how it was for me. I'm like, well, can't I imagine. can't not do anything. Like I have to show him something. <laughs> And coach is like, no, you're just no, you'll you'll get the next one or something like that. So I'm like, all right, I guess. But um, when it really started clicking for me, I guess when I can say I noticed, I had a shot at it. 
was when Taylor started getting noticed, and then I started to uh, play pretty well. Like there was a lot of records that weren't P- pretty well. Uh, <laughs> you you led the conference in rushing. You were conference newcomer of the year, conference uh, offensive player of the year in your first year at that school. It sounds like Newman knows more about your career than you do. Yeah, Pretty I mean, well. I, I guess I did all right. But yeah. <laughs> like it was a few, re- it was a, quite a few records that weren't broken for some time. And then I came and then like broke them. And then my senior year, I rebroke the records. I broke that my first year there. So like my buzz definitely shot up. And um, like when I actually did go do my pro day, I ended up going to Sac State and uh like one of the first things, it was a Jacksonville Jaguars coach or scout, uh, scout, excuse me, came up to me. He was like, "Hey, are you Lyndon Rouse?" I was like, "Yes." He was like, "Yeah, I'm glad you showed up because we didn't want to drive to Humboldt, like because it's, <laughs> it's just it's hard to get to." So, yeah, I mean, that's it, what kind of that's what kind of like uh, hurt us as well as far as like recruiting went because um, like you have to fly in if you don't want to fly into our small airport, you have to fly into San Francisco or Oakland somewhere in the Bay. And then drive five hours up to us. So it's tough. It's a hassle. Yeah. So, so, so Lyndon, uh, before you did that pro day at Sac State, you you were trying to do the pro day at San Diego State, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, San Diego State had this guy by the name of Ronnie Hillman, running back who was drafted by the Broncos. um, And I want to say like the second round or whatever. And so you tried to go up there and they were like, no, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to come work out at this pro day because we don't want, Ronnie to have competition from the scouts at the running back position. Yeah, like it was crazy to me because they literally told us yes. Like my uh, my agent at the time, Sherry Cornette, she uh, she was like she was a hustler. She talked to everybody, and um, like she she had a great mouthpiece. It's like her talk game was ridiculous. So she got <laughs> me into the um, she got me into their pro day. Uh, their coach said yes. Everybody was all on board, and then it's like a week before. And I don't know if they, like, looked me up or, like, what. All of a sudden, like, she calls, like, is everything a go? Like, we'll be up there soon. She was, And they're like, no, he can't come. Like, we have a running back, and we're not trying to do this and that. And I'm like, that's that's ridiculous. Scared, wow. of, scared of competition at the college level? That's not going to work well for you to going yeah. into the NFL. Just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't want you to be the uh, tallest running back at that. <laughs> yeah, and fuck Ronnie Hillman. He burned me one time in fantasy. <laughs> For real though, that, that, that's crazy though, man. It's it, I didn't know the whole you know logistical uh, situation with you know scouts couldn't even get in because of the airport. Man, that that's something you got to consider when you go to a college. That's tough, man. Yeah. God, that's tough. And I knew nothing about it. Like when I first went to College of the Redwoods, which is also out there in Humboldt, the the junior college. Yeah. So when I went out there, I was um, it was just like, oh, who was it? Sergio Allen and uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mom and Kenny, they both went to Osceola. Right. So they were like, hey, we're going to college in Cali. I'm like, oh, all right, let's do it. So I'm thinking I'm about to learn how to surf. It's about to be hot. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's about to be just like Florida. Like, all right, let's go. Let's Seen do all it. The movies. Man, I went out there. It's like, what, like 30 degrees, always cold. It rained, like when we first got it, I promise you it rained probably 
well, every day. Like <laughs> That's where they grow all the weed, though, right? Yeah, yeah they <laughs> definitely do that. Northern California is not Southern California. That yeah, is no, for damn sure. I never knew there was a difference. <laughs> <laughs> they are two completely different worlds. It's crazy. Non Lenny shows up, full suitcase, two shirts total. <laughs> like, Man, oh, whoa, whoa, I don't whoa. need a shirt. I actually learned how to, well, I, ha- I had to learn how to wear a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, my body's usually, it's allergic to cotton from the waist up. So I'm like, I don't wear t shirts. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm allergic to latex when I the waist down. <laughs> so, so Lyndon, how about um, what, what was your like? Once you got past that point where you did the pro day and all that stuff, where mm-hmm. there was teams that were saying, "Hey, we're interested in drafting you at this point," and and what what was that like? You know, doing that whole draft experience, and then tell us what happened from that point. Uh, it was great. I mean, so after the pro day, we uh, like we did all the testing and stuff, and then. We had, I had like a, like a private workout with Carolina and the only part I didn't like about it was like she said, or she was talking to the scout. He was like, yeah, we want to work him out, but we want to wait until everyone leaves. I'm like, wait, why? Like, no, let them see me too. Like, let's go through all the drills. Let every team that's here see me. Cause it was like, I want to say it was like 25 teams at their pro day. So I'm like, let, let me show all of them what I can do. Let me showcase my talents and whatnot. But I mean, I get it. But at the same token, like, y'all had a stacked uh, backfield. So, like, it's not like you need me. Mm-hmm. But um, going through the process, so we did that. They, uh, they liked me. So we were, uh, they said if it was if it was a possibility of getting drafted, it would be late, like, seventh round. But if not, then obviously it would be an undrafted free agent. So that's what ended up happening. Like, <laughs> kid you not, I actually fell asleep during the draft. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, – I went to a friend's house. We – uh. Had some people come over. We're sitting there watching the draft. I'm like, oh yeah, this is cool. Like, what if he shows up? What if he shows up? I was asleep by the fifth round. <laughs> and then I like I wake up. <laughs> I wake up like around the end of the seventh. I'm like, okay, I didn't get a call. Like I'm good. So I didn't get drafted. I didn't miss anything. And then probably like five minutes after the draft was over, not even five minutes, like my agent calls me. She was like, we have a uh, a contract offer with Carolina undrafted free agent, or you have the two tryouts with um, either Tampa Bay or the Bengals. And with the tryout, it's pretty much you go in for the rookie camp, and which is three days, so you have a three-day tryout. So it's like if you get if – you if you're an undrafted – if you're a signed undrafted free agent, you have, a, you have your three-day tryout – excuse me, your, um, your three-day rookie camp, and then they bring in uh, tryout players as well. So nobody from the actual team has to come in and, like, throw out their armors or throw in the receivers or anything like that. Right. But um, so I was like, well, say something doesn't go right in those three days or I mess up, like, then I have to pretty much figure it all out again from the jump. Right. Yeah, you got to take that guarantee. Yeah. And, exactly. and you got you got some bonus money for signing with Carolina, right? Yeah. Well, barely because um, <laughs> <laughs> coming from a small school and not getting drafted is like, I think I got like $1,500. I'm like, all right, whatever. Well, yeah. So <laughs> sign with Carolina, who at the time we were looking it up. This was the Carolina running back core at the time. D'Angelo Williams, Jonathan Stewart, Mike Tolbert. Pro, it's, it's, there's no question. That's the best Carolina running back core that's ever existed. Yeah, it was definitely crowded. <laughs> well, we can argue it's better now. <laughs> yeah, big there's only, there's only there. one running back that's worth anything in Carolina at this point. It's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Linden could definitely break this roster 100%. Oh, for sure. I'm down to try out now. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll get you on the horn up there. 
I'm down. You don't want to cut into any Marcus's fantasy value with CMC. <laughs> yeah, he but, needs them. Yeah, but we don't need people stealing the red zone touchdowns. <laughs> I'm okay, having, having two leagues again. Let, let, let's move to let's move to the camp tryout. You got any good camp stories for us? Because like we're approaching uh, camp tra- training camp. You know, Hard Knocks just started. It aired the first episode last night. Um, so, you know what I mean? Like, what was the funniest or what was, like, one story that really stands out to you or one memory that you have, really, from that from that camp experience? Mm, uh, one of them, uh, I mean, it's a few. I don't know about the funniest. You, I know. You can give, whatever. You can give us whatever. Well, looking at Cam, like, you, yeah. like, most people, this man is ridiculous. Cam, like, Cam freak Newton. athlete. Huge. So, like, he, <laughs> it's uh, right before, I think it was before we got, we were about to play Miami. And, like, everybody's, like, talking and, like, getting hype or whatever, whatever. And then we on the sideline. I kid you not, he walked past me. I'm like, damn, this dude is huge. And, like, <laughs> he pat me on my head like a little kid. Like, let's go. I'm like, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> like really? Like, that's what we're doing? Like, and I'm looking up to him as he do it. Like, all right, whatever. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah let's do it, Cam. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Was he wearing a scarf? No, nah, not yet. <laughs> this is pre-the outfits. Yeah. Free scarf, Cam. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine how intimidating seeing a guy like... And then you're walking through that locker room, man. You're just seeing all these guys that you've seen. I can't even imagine. It must have just been mind-blowing. Yeah, it was It was definitely different. Uh, Steve Smith, the way he seems is definitely him. In yeah, real life. Oh, yeah. Like, he... Um, <laughs> you, you ever met somebody that wanted to fight somebody else more? <laughs> See, he punked... I don't know whose it was to this day, but he punked them over an outlet next to his locker. Like he had, he had a eighty nine jersey or excuse me eighty nine sticker, that, like the eye black. Yeah, but it was over his. This is my outlet. It literally said, "This is my outlet." He's like, "Hey, who charger is this? <laughs> Who's like yelling up and down the locker room?" Nobody said anything. He was like, "All right, yours." <laughs> no, <I didn't>, <laughs> he grabbed it, took it out, put it on the garbage can, and said, "It's over here now. You can get it when you want it." I was like, "Damn, like is that serious?" And he's punking O lineman, D line, like. Nobody messed with him. The, uh, the year before I came, he broke somebody's jaw. Yeah. So what about like, what about the speed? I mean, you're, you're oh, in camp. I mean, I, I can't even imagine the difference. Yeah, I went from, oh, yeah, I can run uh, semi-fast. I'll be fine to I have to run full speed every single time. Like, yeah. we got fast linemen. Every DB is fast. Like, the linebackers were fast. I'm like, it's, just, it's unreal. But that's the biggest, honestly, the biggest change because at the end of the day, it's still football. Right. But the speed is ridiculous. Like You get your clock cleaned a few times? Yeah, the funny part, when I got the concussion, I didn't even fall. Like, I didn't fall. I didn't uh, stumble. It was like a head-on hit, boom. And then we both stopped, walked away. And the next thing you know, the left side of my parental vision is blurry. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> but, and, basically, <laughs> and basically, you you had made, like, multiple cuts at this point mm-hmm. when you got the concussion. And then you get a concussion like the week before the third play, the yeah. third preseason game, like the most important preseason game. And, uh, yep. and basically like that was it. That was all she wrote. Yeah, right. They had to bring back somebody that got cut. So they brought, uh, um, they brought a dude in that played for Cleveland the year before they brought him in. Mind you, he fast as shit. He ran like, he had wings tattooed on his ankle four two legit. <laughs> but, um, he, uh, they brought him in. Because we had, like, the young core as far as, like, who came in. Because it was, like, me, Torrin Poole, and then, like, a few other guys. Torrin Poole went to Tennessee. And they thought we, me and him were, like, identical as far as backs. Which, I mean, I guess. Who's the better pass catcher? Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, Gre- Greg Olson was there, right? Yes. Yep. So, did you ever ask him about the 7th floor crew 
And do they really call him Third Leg Greg? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> you weren't taking notes in the locker room? <laughs> no, nah, not at all. I got told I had to stop coming out of the shower with my shirt off. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? Like, they was like, bro, dry off before you get out of the shower. Like, what do you mean? I'm, your back's still wet. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> stop looking at me. What the fuck? <laughs> Lynn, who's your, who's your NFL team? Tampa Bay. What do you root for? Tampa Bay? Yep. I mean, gotcha. I mean, we we could touch on that a little bit. L- Linden might be a candidate for worst fan, actually. L- Linden, give us give us some of your other teams that you root for, and in, in the in, uh, NFL? All, all the sports. Oh, so we got the Bucks, then we got Miami Heat, then we got Tampa Bay Rays, Tampa Bay Lightning. That's that's all oh, of them. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah, you saw you saw rock some you saw rock some, <laughs> some Red Sox stuff back in the day. The, the Red Sox, you know, you used to wear oh, that Red Sox. Oh yeah, stuff. but that's just because it had a B, and people used to call me Boogie. Oh, that was okay. the only reason. All right, <laughs> and sometimes it's all about the color, man. You gotta you gotta look good out there, man. Yeah, and I, I love the match. So yeah, I remember uh, back in back in the day, you saw rock some Nugget stuff too when Carmelo was out there. Like, oh yeah, no, nah, Carmelo was my guy. Yeah, but man, like, we were D-Wade all my favorite player, player but Camelo is my guy. That's like rocking a Penny Hardaway jersey in middle school, man. That's that's just a, a cool thing to do. Yeah. What, what jersey are you rocking there, Brandon? Wearing my uh, thirty-two Shaquille O'Neal. All my teams suck. I got my IU Hoosiers <laughs> not playing football. Penguins got eliminated. Pirates suck. Oh, so that's uh, a so magic. Yeah. That's yeah. a magic. Yeah. How sweet would it have been if that was a Penny Hardaway jersey? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome, dude. Yeah, well, close enough. I love the OG Shaq jersey. That's awesome. I want to get an LSU Shaq jersey. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so the Bucks it is. What else did you have, Brandon? Were you just curious on the on the football team, or? Yeah, yeah. I was just curious. You know, I mean, uh, I didn't know if you maybe grew up being a Carolina fan, and if that mattered at all, or. or oh no, like not that. at all. No, it was, it was a guaranteed money. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> smart, smart. Good decision. Well, so we'll we'll come back to football in a second, but I do want to go because uh, the NBA playoffs are in full swing, uh, quote unquote. And uh, what have you guys thought so far? What stood out to you guys? Devin Booker and Dane Willard. My <laughs> God. I mean, when's the last time a player scored over 60 in the playoffs? It's been a while, right? Uh, yeah, I can't think of it. I, 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 don't, I don't know if it's – has it ever happened? I don't know if it's I ever happened. I feel like there was a game back in the day where, like, on their way to the Eastern Conf- – or to the, to the NBA Finals, LeBron's first trip to the Finals – there was a series, I want to say it was against Detroit, where he literally scored, like, the last 32 points in a row for his team or something. Right. And he put up, like, a 50 spot or something. But I don't think he hit 60. I have a, I have a really hard time calling this the playoffs. And I, and I, I, had this, <laughs> I had this, like, same feeling about hockey because, um, obviously, it's expanded. So they're calling, like, hockey the last round um, the playoffs, but they weren't the well, same playoff well, technically rules. they're – postseason games yeah, right well, yeah yeah playoff yeah. games so all right so um um some terrible terrible canadian team they have the guy already like tied like the uh playoff record for um like game winning goals and they they weren't actually in the playoffs because the playoff the game winning goals were in different like format so i just i'm i'm, I'm skeptical on calling it playoffs you're just mad that they beat the pens <laughs> Let's not talk about it. Let's not fucking talk about it. I, I'd, have been, I'd have been less mad if we won that lottery. Got two yinzers in the crew. Yeah, I mean, un, un, until it gets down to like the normal format, that's that's when I actually call it playoffs. So, truthfully, up until this point, I think the most impressive thing is them putting up a full barbershop in under a day. Yeah, 
Dude, I think the funniest, yeah, so the, the funniest part about the NBA playoffs is the bubble. Did you see the guy when he, they were almost got in a fight, and he goes, my room's 893. <laughs> <laughs> They're all in the same hotel room together. It's it's a totally different thing, man. I, I think it's great. I, I, I actually love the concept, and um, I think that's what the NFL, I've said it a million times, that's what the NFL, that's what all sports need to do, is they need to do this bubble concept if they want it to last. It, um, so, like in hockey, you know how the, the home team, they have them, like, cheering or booing based on how the game's going, like, right. dedicated towards them. Um, I was on the couch cup, I think, last week watching a game, and I, I'm I'm going to shit myself, dude. Guys shooting free throws, and they were digitally animating, like, all the fans, like, waving, oh their, <laughs> waving their arms as the dude's shooting free throws. <laughs> like, nobody's there. <laughs> I I lost it. Like, come on. Like, I don't. I don't need that. Like, the volume is enough. Right. I'm like, well, at least I. I might miss that free throw, but that, that <laughs> it doesn't exist. So, the NBA. The NBA does do some cool things. Um, some fan experience and stuff. You know, you can put on VR uh, headsets and like essentially be in a game where like you can look around as if you're. It literally positions you in a seat and you can watch live games like that now. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's super cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I like a lot of th- what the NBA is doing. Uh, this bubble concept, it's going to work. The NBA playoffs are going to finish. Um, Over, I'm seeing. I, I'm still just. I'm really, really, uh, really want to know what's going to happen down the stretch because, like you said, I barely feel like this is even the playoffs yet. You know, th- these are the soft. They're always the first round's always soft. Yeah. There's a few upsets, uh, but. Man, I just want to. I almost just want to skip this round and get to the next because I want to see what's going to happen when these Trailblazers Lakers is going to be a, if if it holds out to be like that. I can't wait for that series. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I mean, the, I think- the Lakers have not a single player that can guard Dame. Not that like really anyone can, but like they're weak at guard. Yeah. Like that's that is for their sure. their weakness. So I, I, I have a hard time thinking anyone's going to win it other than the Lakers. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, let, let, think about it. LeBron, he's rested. Like he, he didn't have to like carry a terrible team all all year to get where they're at. It, yeah. Come playoff time, man, that the, the hairline goes perfect, and, <laughs> and the dude just dominates. They need to, they need to admit whoever does his plugs back into the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Did you see that the picture of shops hair? by Brent? Oh my gosh, his his. The back of his hair is receding. I mean, he's the the guy's had some work done for sure. There's really no doubt about it. His hairline went from like halfway back in his head, to like all like six inches down the following year. I, I think there was a a recent headline about LeBron having a good game, and it was no headband, no problem. <laughs> so, so I I know we've talked a lot about the Lakers, but the uh, ESPN does their BPI simulation, and this was updated just yesterday. After 10,000 simulations, the Bucks actually led with a 48.3% chance compared to only a 15.8% chance. It doesn't surprise me that much, and Vegas agrees. I mean, Vegas has their odds both – whenever in doubt, go to Vegas odds. They know something that we don't for whatever reason, and they put the Lakers and the Bucks same exact odds. So I've – I don't think any – I don't think that's that much of a stretch, but, yeah, the, that is a – huge differential like I, I just wanted to point out like this isn't this isn't the the warriors of five years ago right that won 72 games and you didn't even need to play the playoffs right like you knew that team was one in the championship i'm not ready to crown la just yet sure i mean, I mean so here is the thing the, the west is still kind of open in terms of seating like there's there's kind of a shuffle going on there's a couple games left for most of the teams so we could see that change around some of those matchups and stuff um 
two through seven are basically still in play. And then the there's definitely going to be the play-in game, right? So there's the eight and nine seed, whoever they wind up being, they're, there's literally the Trailblazers have a half game lead, and then the other three teams are all tied a half game back. So you know one of those teams is going to get the nine spot, one one of those teams is going to get the eight spot, and then they're going to have to have a play in like two games or whatever to see who's the eight seed. So I mean that could be interesting. And then in the East, it's kind of like the everything's wrapped up except for four, five, six, uh, and and that'll determine a matchup. But how about this for Philadelphia? No Ben Simmons, like he yeah. had to leave the bubble. Like, are they done? Yes. With, without Ben Simmons, like, I think so. I, I kind of agree. You know, like, it, it, it'll be rough to see. But it was already going to be a tough series without Ben Simmons. I think it's done. Yeah, and I mean they're going to have to play the Celtics if they're the six seed. So yeah. like, good night. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, and the bubble thing, man. Whew, that's tough, man. You, you go out and uh, have a good time with your friends, and all of a sudden you just put your entire team in jeopardy <laughs> that's rough if you're like 24 years old you know i uh, i heard something funny the other day and uh might be quote-unquote inappropriate but they were like man they need to get some uh some fresh bubble tail in there that gets tested for covid <laughs> that's inappropriate if you're listening to this podcast oh, well, no, no, not, not for us but you know like, like you know people will be like oh well you know it's are you advocating for a healthy hostel? Because I think everyone, yeah, yeah, everyone <laughs> would like, like, honestly, like make make them quarantine in another like a offsite kind of like spot, honestly, and then bring them in every couple weeks. If, if they could put up a, like a fully functional barbershop in one day, dude, they could put up a good good uh, healthy hostel or brothel there and uh, get three three days tops. Just keep them on rotation. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> Okay, so let's uh let, let's move away from that because oh, you know what, that what else is, are we going to do? <laughs> what? That is a Newman segue. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was. Sometimes, it sometimes things just have to move along. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so let's let's jump into the other sport we met. We touched it's on a Newman segway. Segway. Uh, the NHL. So uh, you know, how about that five OT game to start the playoffs today or yesterday? I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's still going on. <laughs> um. <laughs> That is the saddest thing. Like, it's just funny because it started out with all the energy of playoff hockey, and uh-huh. then it just regressed into like your dad's like rec ball league. You know what I'm yeah, saying? No, like, nobody's skating hard. Really, they make little runs here and there. It's yeah. kind of like playing um, Princeton style basketball, where it's like they just all stand at the line and they keep trying to beat their man right. until they do, and then they throw that guy the ball. Basically, that's what was going on with that game. By yep. the way, um, fire the under game two in there, man. There's gonna be a lot of just dump and get out. Everyone's yeah. just gonna be yeah. coast coasting through game two. Oh, so, but sure. hey, listen, for Lightning fans out there, you can't get swept out of the playoffs by Columbus this year. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's right. Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, and then, and then, how about today? The game. So they postponed the game uh, from last night. It was supposed to be uh, the Bruins and. Uh, <clears throat> Hurricanes. The Bruins and Hurricanes, right? So yeah. they postponed it to, to 11 a.m. today. It started. That game goes into double t- double overtime. So it's like <laughs> there was no way they were getting that in before midnight if they played it out. Like, yeah, what's going? Is is something causing this? Is like the lack? Maybe, you know what's? You know this 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 could be interesting. I mean, they don't have fans, so a lot a lot of hockey players they definitely feed off the crowd. So it could almost be like a, you know, if, if if you're lightning and you're playing at home and it's two two and you're in the third period, you know what I'm saying? Like you, yeah. it's it's very possible that the fans could energize you and it, it could have influenced the outcome of the um, 
It's the fourth longest that, game in NHL history. Like, that, that's crazy. There's there's definitely some parts to that, but when it comes to hockey, man, sometimes a goalie just, he can yeah. win. Yeah. He just, had like, just like an ace pitcher. I mean, yeah. dude was almost like unbreakable. He had like 86 saves or something like that. It's that's well, that's the thing. Everyone stopped playing except for the goalies. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't have to skate that much, so there's that. But they are crouching a long for a long Tam- time. Tampa like, is that much better than Columbus. They they dominated every aspect of that game. They the guy just yeah. In a, in a normal normal setting, they they would have won like one nothing. Yeah. It's funny about hockey how the goalie has so much influence. Jonathan Quick won two cups by himself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. So what about out west? Uh, you know, going in, uh, we had another twelve seed. The Blackhawks upset the Oilers. You know, and uh, the Oilers had you know, what? Um, what's Connor his name? McDavid. Connor McDavid. That were supposed to carry him, but done. And then uh, the eleven seed. So a twelve and eleven seed both both make the playoffs, and a and a uh, what is it? Five and a six don't. That, that's well, you know, interesting. My, my my conspiracy theory is you know we didn't have a March Madness. And uh, the twelve five upsets always super popular. So we, you know, we it, it couldn't be a year without a twelve five upset. So. I like it. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, and then uh, so so Vegas got out to a lead against the Blackhawks, which they should they should run away with it, right? Because it's twelve versus one. Um, but uh, I don't know who who do you like out west, Brandon? We didn't get into this with you last week because you weren't here. Uh. Ooh, out west, um, you know, the Avalanche, uh, I, I think I probably like them the best. The Blues, you know, they have the championship pedigree. Um, you know, I mean, I got, I have a little soft spot for the Vegas Knights because uh, Marc-Andre Fleury went and, there. And because um, they play in Vegas and you get to gamble. Dude, how fucking good would a hockey game in Vegas be? It's fucking okay, okay, Marcus, your thoughts? And then and then we'll get Lyndon's for I'm, a second. I'm, I'm a big Avalanche guy, but... Um, what I will say is the Blackhawks that they're one of those like weird teams because they have the right players and right positions. They've just been um, screwed by like backloaded contracts. Um, getting getting that little monkey off their back. I, honestly, they're the, they're the dark horse in the West, but I, I I'm not scared to take them. Dude, what if a 12 seed made a run at the Cup? That would be insane. It would be I insane. Mean, quick, quick, quick was an eight seed uh, when the when the Los Angeles Kings won. They both, were an eight times, seed won the yeah. Stanley Cup. Yeah. Um, but a 12, obviously, dude, how, how mad would you be as Penguins fans? If the Flyers ended up doing it this year, you, you probably would just be like, fuck it, man. They never should have brought it back. They look first, good, man. First time in 44 years. They, they look good. They, they look pretty good so through the, for 50, the, 50, the seating around there. If the Flyers win the fucking Stanley Cup, it'll just make sense in 2020. I mean, yeah, it's like the true. worst year <laughs> yeah. of our lives. So the Flyers went, that makes fucking sense to me. Huge asterisk. So, so Lyndon, uh, you said you're a you're a hockey fan a little bit there for the Lightning. Have you been to a Lightning game? No. Have you been to any professional hockey game? No, I was going to go to the uh, Lightning game a while back. I think you tried to get me to go to one before, actually. Ah. Uh-huh. But um, I don't know. Maybe I was raised. But, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, Derek's got season tickets. He'll take you next time. Derek, I just followed it, volunteered up your tickets. You're taking Lyndon. That's right. <laughs> there we go. We're yeah, gonna hook I, you up. I haven't been just just because the fact that I've been in Cali so long now. So yeah. I haven't got a chance and, to actually go. Who's who's the closest team to you there? Would it be San Jose, the Sharks, maybe? San Jose yeah. South. No, nah, yeah, but I think that might be the closest one. Though. No, San Jose's North. Are they? Yeah, because yeah. they're it, North. Yeah, it's in the San Fran area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just had to bang my geography teacher. <laughs> <laughs> she was giving you the answers. Yeah. San Jose's in the s- South. <laughs> south. <laughs> 
Hey, that's a little too dirty for this podcast. All right. Um, Remember that time where we, you know, ranked porn stars? No, I think I think that's yeah. appropriate. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was a good cast. That, that that shows how good sports were around that time. <laughs> Man, when we first came back on this podcast, uh, we had fucking nothing to talk about, and we were just trying to grit and bear it. I, I don't even remember what our topics were, but yeah. We were grading porn stars. That that's how that's how bad things were in the world. We, we like talked about the draft three times. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Desperate times. Desperate times. So so, so let's Back touch on let's, on the weather. Let, let's touch on some baseball here because they've got some co- some COVID stuff going on. It's too. a Newman Segway. Segway. Did you guys see uh, Clevenger and and Plesac are both being forced to quarantine by the Indians because they like what. Played a game and then they went out in, in Chicago. So it's not required. No, no, no. So like they they were with the team, right? And you know they done all the whatever. They w- they decided to go out right after the game, like out in Chicago, and they found out. And so they're like they sent police act home. They're like, hey, fucking go rent a car and and drive your ass home, like because you're not allowed to play for for whatever for 14 days or something. And then uh, Clevenger, they're just like, hey, you're not you're not pitching your next game. Like you have to go quarantine. I mean, obviously, there's a little favorable, favorable, favoritism. Dude, what if there was an MLB? Sn- like, the NBA has that snitch line, right? What if the MLB had that snitch line, but, like, any of us could do it? Like, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just on the phone, like, Anthony Rizzo was out, Chris Bryant was out. <laughs> that would actually be funny for content. We, like, fake the snitch line. <laughs> Uh, let's 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 do it. I saw, yeah, I seen Clevenger. He was at Sizzler last night till like eleven thirty. <laughs> I, I don't want him bringing that evil back on my team. Dude, the, that, I saw that shrimp cocktail that he got. Margaritas at Applebee's. That, that shrimp <laughs> cocktail that he got that must have been pulled out of somewhere with COVID. It's gonna be all fun and games until uh, his lawyer sends you a, uh, a bill for the, his yeah, missed game check. Like, oh, here you go. <laughs> It's funny now, huh? Do we know where they went out? Because I want to grade it and see if it was worth it. I I, I haven't seen any reports. I'm, I'm on assuming that, it's a two week quarantine. What uh, what are they going to make them do? So, so I mean, like pitchers, they only have to make whatever a start every four or five days. So uh, they're just going to miss a couple starts, I guess. But yeah, so t- so two weeks. That, yeah. That's that's yeah. intense. Wow. Um, and then our favorite baseball topic: the Astros came yes. into play this weekend. Uh, if you didn't see it, there was a fight between Ramon Laureano for the uh, Oakland A's who uh, got hit three times in the series. The A's player got hit three times in the series. And he's like, he made like a, like a, hey, that's not how you throw a slider. You got to like, like a gesture at the pitcher, like uh, after the third time he got hit. And one of the Astros coaches decided he's going to say something about him. And supposedly Laureano said, he said something about my mother that you don't say about my mother. And so he, like, charged him. So what, do we know what was said about his mother? No, but, it, I mean, what would you want said about your mother? How about we all take a stab at it? I mean, because <laughs> it's pretty vague. It's, it's what you want, don't want, like, what, what does that mean? It, it, was, it was in Spanish, too, so it, yeah. maybe, it may have been a little bit more vulgar than we can get on the pod without actually knowing what the verbiage was. But, yeah, he, he charged him, and then... He got a six-game suspension, which is kind of hefty. Um, Oriana did? 
Yeah, Loriano. He didn't even get any good punches in. No, he like bad. He, he, he like ducked under the guy and didn't even tr- like hit anybody. Well, it's not like he's a slugger, man. He's, he's like a speedster. No, he's he, getting smaller in stature. He's got some power to him though. But yeah, I mean, but he's, yeah. He, but, do you love his nickname? So did Joey Bats, and we saw we saw that happened. Do you love his nickname, Laser Ramon? I think you like, like it more than us. Like Razor, Razor Ramon, <laughs> Laser Ramon, because he's got a cannon. Um, if you've never seen any of the highlights of him throwing dudes out from like the warning track, no, he's a great, great player. But what um, I'm saying is he's not like freaking like Aaron Judge charging you. He's he's a scrappy little guy. Yeah, for sure. I had no idea who this guy was, honestly. Oriano, he's I mean he's really good in fantasy last year. Yeah, um, he'll be again this year. So AL anyway. West Coast. On- Fucking baseball. Yeah, so he got a six-game suspension. Obviously, he's going to appeal. We'll see what it, what it happens with that. Um, but the coach that apparently said that thing about his mother, he got 20 games. Wow. At, I didn't know six, that. In a 60-game season, which is... Well, fuck, fuck the Astros, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. But so the last time that um, anyone had a 20-game suspension for on-field incidents in baseball, Kenny Rogers... Uh, he had a physical confrontation. You got to know with, when to hold him. With two cameramen. Know when to fold him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kenny Rogers. Uh, th- that was a while ago. I don't know if you remember that, but that was when ESPN was still, Sports Center was still kind of fun. Yeah. Um, still but, funny. Yeah. Well, shit. Well, let's move into our, the back into the NFL, because uh, that is where I like to live. Because yeah. it's really the only sport I know a lot about. Um, today we are doing our AFC South preview, and they are playing their matchup this year against the AFC North and the NFC North. So, pretty tough. Yeah, um, those aren't easy. This is a very hard division. I mean, we're talking, obviously, we know what we have in Houston, or do we? Uh, their defense could be historically awful. Uh, nobody knows what's coming out of the Jags. I mean, Vegas thinks they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, a lot of people agree with that, but who knows, man, if, if Minshew, like, yeah, well, there's a lot of question marks about Minshew. Was he the guy that he showed on paper last year? Probably not. Um, could they randomly come out of nowhere? I, I, I think they have enough players that they could be at least interesting. Um, and then, you know, it's just an interesting division. What is Rivers going to give the Colts? Yeah. Uh, it's, where do you go with this? Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of agree with you there. There's, there's, there's some opportunity for some teams to do some stuff. In general, I mean, if I'm if you're putting a gun to my head or something like that, I, I'm gonna take the Titans to win the division, um, just because I think that they actually you know found something with that playoff run that they made last year. And the Texans, I just really hate the DeAndre Hopkins trade for David Johnson, and then the rest with the wait. Rest so who's the, winning it for you? The, the Titans, the Titans, and then I, Houston comes in second. Yeah, t- the Texans at ten and six, and then I actually went with the Colts at um at nine and seven, and I have the Jaguars being awful. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so I I think this is going to be one of the worst divisions in football, if not maybe <laughs> the the worst, and, and they're going, going up. You might you might be right. The two deepest conferences. So I I don't think any. I don't think any team in the conference wins 10 games. I only have one winning team out of like, I have the Titans at nine and seven. And then I have Houston at seven and nine Colts at six and 10 Jaguars at three and 13. I think this division gets whooped in their out of conference. And then they're all kind of close to each other. So I can see them all going two and two against each other. So yeah, I'm I'm actually with you there. Uh, I think only one team makes the playoffs, um, and I am very torn on what team I think that is. The Titans, to me, 
they have more question marks for me than Houston simply because of the quarterback situation. With the quarterback situation, you know what you have in Deshaun Watson. In my opinion, he's definitively the third best quarterback in the league. If I'm if I'm picking in a draft right now, I'm going Mahomes, Wilson, uh, Wilson and then right after Watson. I think he's that good. I think he's only going to get better. That's the thing. Is he hasn't even really hit his stride. Like I don't think we've seen the best of Deshaun Watson. Is that defense terrible? Awful. It is so bad. But their offense is just interesting enough that who's I'm the head coach there. Who's the head? Who's the yeah, head coach? It, there? It's a good point. And and I almost I, I almost think for the future of their franchise, they just need to tank because their team is so bad. They need to rebuild. You know what I'm saying? And and so I I agree with you. But with Deshaun Watson being there. I'm going to take Houston. And I, I think that, you know, people are awfully quick to buy in on Tannehill. <laughs> Just two years ago. What's, what's the record you had there, Drew? Because I, I, I could I could see that. Yeah, Houston, uh, I'm going to go 10 wins. Um, I'm going to go Tennessee misses the playoffs with nine. Ouch. Yeah, so, so my confidence in the Titans relies on the fact that I think that they're a better rounded team. I think their defense is much better. Their, offense is, it, their offensive line is good. They have the running game. The thing about... The Titans' offense that scares me is I don't think there's a lot of depth there. Like, have you looked at their depth chart for wide receivers? It's um, A.J. Brown. It's, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Corey kid Davis. Has, yeah, Corey Davis. And then that's it. Like, they don't have anybody else, which means, I mean, but honestly, let's look at this division as a whole. What wide receivers are draftable? In fantasy, in fantasy, what wide receivers are drafted? Who's the best wide receiver in this draft or in this division? Good question. T.Y., I would say. But do you trust Rivers to get him the ball downfield? Uh, I mean, I just like T.Y. Hilton enough. And, and like you said, the class that's around him is is so bad. I, I, I like Brown. I mean, just being honest, like it, I think that he's got potential. And he was a rookie last year, right? So yeah, he's, yes, he was. Yeah. I mean, he's got a, a very bright future ahead of him. Um, and if Tannehill Our is definitely worth uh, drafting, you know. Well, um, Marcus, who do you think? Well, I'm, I'm huge on T.Y. Hilton. He needs a bounce back here coming from injuries. Um, I th- I, honestly, I think the Colts are going to be sneaky good, um, and I don't think their record's going to reflect it because I think they're the like most balanced and like dominant team, I guess, in the division. Um, I really think it comes down to week 17, and it's going to. I think you're going to have two 8-8 eight eight teams. It's going to be a tiebreaker thing, but I think the Colts are going to do it. T.Y. Hilton, look for him and Phillip Rivers to have like a weird, like an oddly weird connection. Um, th- th- that's my, my receiver in the AFC South. Wait, so you think... You think you think the Colts are going to win it? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I, I Interesting. Th- I, I think the Colts are the most talented team. Um, I think this is just one of those cases that um, a change of scenery, just like it was refreshing for Philip Rivers. Sure. I uh, still got pieces, but man, they, they're so balanced. Like he doesn't have to do things. And I, I know their defense um, in you know in Los Angeles now is talented, but they were still spotty. Sure. Um, and they were really shaky up front offensive line. And which is a completely different style here. Um, so, yeah. and I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts pulled ten or eleven wins. But I think I think it's going to be eight, eight, nine, and I think that's going to be enough because I, I do think everyone's going to be splitting. We got Lyndon. Speaking of Colts, you could have played for that Colts backfield in two thousand what twelve? One hundred percent. That should have happened. It would have been much easier than where I was. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm kind of with you guys on uh, T. Y. Hilton for sure, but uh. I also like uh, Will Fuller, but I don't, I don't know how it's going to turn out with Hopkins being gone now. Because like, dude, now, I completely I, forgot about Will Fuller. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, it's because he never plays. You yeah, got to play. In, yeah, but when he is playing, he's and then, like You randomly put him in your lineup for fantasy. 
and yeah. he goes off for you all of a sudden. 53 well, well, the, points. The, te- yeah. the Texans did get, um, they brought in Brandon Cooks and they brought in, that's right, that's they right. brought in Randall Cobb. So, you know, that, and they had Snead still, I think, right? Mm-hmm. So th- they have some wide receivers, but it's just like, can you count on any of them in fantasy? Who, like, you know? Right. Th- that's my question mark there. I, I, well, I, I think this is actually going to be a very beneficial year for Deshaun Watson. Um, because he doesn't have like that ace in the hole that will, you can throw it uh, throw it his way 113 times as he can pull in 113 catches. Um, I, th- I think they'll, they'll, they're going to struggle and they finish a little bit lower, get a good draft pick. But I think it's going to be a huge development year for him and like really really boost that stock way even higher than it is. And he, I'm I love that guy too. What's Marcus, he over? I got to shred you for here a minute here, man. Um, on, on the Colts, whose offense is better? Uh, Los Angeles Chargers or Indianapolis Colts? Who who has better weapons? Well, if you're talking this about last spot, year. you can you can argue both. Like you talk about Keenan Allen, who's hurt all the time and really is underperformed. Uh, they they have a backfield that was um, Keenan yeah. Allen's the best wide receiver in the NFL, <laughs> and, and that's just a direct, that's him. a direct quote from Keenan Allen. Just ask, just ask him. <laughs> I, 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 I believe it. So so they've had pieces, um, but they were still shaky up front. Um, and Indy's very sure. solid. Yeah. Indy, has, Indy has a great Rivers core. won six games, in my mind, with a better offense. They're, he's going to a worst offense, and he's probably worse than he was last year. Yeah, yeah. well, what, what I'm saying is it, they might not have the, the flashy names, but they have the I don't core. know that it's worse. I, 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 think it's a, I think it's a better core group. Yeah, I think I think it'll be a better system, but I'll tell you what: the, having the protection up front means all it makes all the difference. In the They're world. good in the trenches. That, yeah. I mean, that that is true. Yeah, for sure. And, and if you can, if you can rely on rely on pounding the rock, yeah. And, and now now they got a nice split backfield. Uh, little things like that add up, man. No, I like the Colts. I hate Philip Rivers. That that's my problem. I love the Colts as a team. They went with the wrong quarterback. They should have went Cam. I dude, I you can't convince or me that James. they shouldn't have went Cam. Well, I, well, I think I think at that time Cam's injuries were still it hasn't got his full medical. I think parents. they still are. <laughs> <laughs> I think this nobody really knows what we're gonna get out of that guy. Yeah, can uh, he throw the ball downfield? Like it's there's gonna be yeah, some question marks. Yeah, he is not a competent quarterback. He's got to be a probably a bottom five quarterback in the league. Cam. No, he's talking about no, no, no. Oh, River. okay. Jeez, I, I, disagree. I was going to say I disagree a lot. <laughs> no, I, I, no, no. I mean, River's trash. I mean, yeah, the, the Colts have uh, a couple he, weapons. He, he, Their he, defense is sick, especially he, he, getting he, he the one bad. Hit one bad year with a lot of turnovers. Horrible year. Yeah, but I mean... It, it wasn't just the turnovers. It was how bad he it, looked it, at times. Sometimes that's the wake-up call. And right. having that transition in the new, the new everything, every new scheme, new balance. Well, so it's not a new scheme for him because Reich was actually the offensive coordinator in, you know, San Diego, not L.A. They were in San Diego at the time. But they're, um, but they're, they're and, running the ball a lot more. In no, so I'm saying he's familiar with the offense, so he yeah. knows the offense well. Reich knows him well. It actually placed it as his advantage because of that. I'm, I'm just talking about, like, slinging it versus, um, like, Indy Indy runs the rock and they have to they they got they had the talent to do it. I yeah. just think he's. I, I saw the Vikings game where the Vikings went out to the Charges last year. By the way, there was there were more Vikings in the fans than there were Charges in, in the fans. Like it was it was a home game. They put a whooping on Rivers like I've never seen a quarterback. Get, he got hit almost every single play. Ever since Griffin was coming around the edge, every single time, just taking him out. It was brutal. And I said it, I've been saying it all year. He looked like the Tin Man from the Wizard of Oz, like before he like greased himself up. Cause I mean, let's face it, Phillip Rivers had a, has a lot of tread in the tires, especially in the hips, man. The guy's made nine <laughs> babies. 
His hip, his, his, hip, his hip flexors are like, dude, He's he is spent. He's 37 well, going on like 54. See, so yeah, what was it? Uh, 20, 2018, Pro Bowl year, right? So, yeah. So in your Come mind, on, Pro Bowls don't matter, dude. But, but, it's a monster but, offense. But, 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 he, but he had a great year. So in your mindset, you're not thinking, oh, I'm, I can play terrible. Like would, you go in, but after, after a terrible year... It's, Would you not agree though that players can just fall off just overnight? With, with, it it oh, happens all the time. Without a doubt, I'm I'm not saying that Philip Rivers is going to be exceptional. What I'm saying is, after a terrible season, maybe right. he realizes he doesn't have to be exceptional. Less forcing, less more run the ball, be smarter. Yeah. And when you have a good core, great defense, great in the trenches, that's all you have to do. You just know, don't force turnovers. Sure. Okay. So I have another question. Uh, keeping on the quarterbacks in this division. Where do you take Ryan Tannehill in fantasy? I don't. Yeah, I say is is he even what, a guy you what's, draft? What's the value point, dude? He was the best quarterback at the like the last five weeks of the season last he year. He was including the playoffs last year, except, including the playoffs. Played, except for everyone in my league listening, I'm gonna take him early. It's a, it's <laughs> early. It, it's a really good question, but um, I think that he's overhyped, and I always try to avoid guys that are overhyped for a short period of time. No matter what, where you're gonna get him, it's gonna be higher than he's actually probably valued. You know what I'm saying? Because there's going to be that guy, there's going to be that Kevin in your league that is literally just looking over stats and is not, you know, he's just going to look at him on paper and be like, oh, one of the best quarterbacks in the league and not know anything about his time in Miami and and just be like, oh, this is the Ryan Tannehill going forward. And we don't know that. He could revert back to that guy any day. You can have good stretches in the NFL. So, Maybe yeah. it was just a really good offense that they engineered around him. But what if he takes a step forward? I, I, could, I just can't buy it, man. I, 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 I saw I, I, him in Miami for too long. He looks so bad. See, I, I, do, I do cut him a yeah, little slack had Adam in Miami Gase. because that team was so bad. But... <laughs> I, I don't have I don't have enough confidence and and like to pay him the money that he just got, which was insane after right. a, like a solid what two thirds of a year. Um, you know how many Pro Bowls Jay Cutler has in his career? Uh, four, one. Okay. Guess who was his coach? Adam Gase in Correct. Denver. He was his offense coordinator. Sorry, just had to throw that in there. I, sure. I, or was he or was he his offense coordinator in Chicago? Which he's offensive coordinator in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I just never jump on the trains, especially in quarterbacks, sure. especially in fantasy. He's a guy I'm avoiding. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just too much smoke. Like, I know that there's somebody that believes in him way more than I do. So I'm just going to move on. You know like, what I'm uh, saying? It's magic. Yeah. Yeah. For, exactly. He comes in and exactly does the same stuff. Yeah. Is Jacksonville primed to be um, number one, the worst record, worst uh, are, worst team in the league are to they, get Trevor? Are, are they tanking for Trevor is what you're asking? I think they're really yeah. bad. <laughs> Horrible. It's it's by the way it's really close to where Trevor Lawrence grew up Jacksonville yeah it's like only like an hour and a half or something like that so, so my biggest thing about their off season is that they they got rid of Calais Campbell they got rid of some of the other good defensive linemen that Calais they had. Campbell sixty eight and dude Telvin Smith it was a good time to get rid of Calais uh, Campbell he was still extremely effective last year oh damn they lost AJ Boye too he's yeah, solid their, their their defense is taking a major hit and it's not like their offense was good last year it was okay. But it, what what's going to carry them? How are they going to win games? How is Jacksonville going to win games this year? You just saw them fall apart right before your eyes last year. Like the Telvin Smith thing. Oh yeah, man, that's yeah. gross. So, so I mean, <laughs> and that, that begs a question: Is Doug Marone basically a fucking lame duck coach at this point? Like a hundred percent. They got it. They, you can't let him have another bad season and then not get rid of him, right? See, but I sometimes I think as a team you got to hold on to a guy that you know is not your future just to ride out the bad years. Oh, I'm you know not you don't want to bring in your coach of the future right now. 
Like next year is the year to do it. Right. That's what I mean. Is he a lame duck coach this year? No. Yeah. I'm I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. For sure. I mean, but I I think it's a good managerial move. Like if if you don't think you're going to be good this year, don't bring in your coach now. Sure. Let, let this guy just have a shit season, get your good draft pick and move on. Right. Uh, so what well, week would, I'm trying to look. What who, week would they fire I'm him? Trying to, I'm trying to determine who else in the league is going to want a quarterback next year. Like Dude, somebody Miami, always needs a quarterback. Cincinnati, Cincinnati has their guy. Florida has their guy. The Redskins. I'm trying to look at the. I'm trying to the. the I mean, yeah, you're right. I guess it is the, probably between Jacksonville and or Washington. or the Washington football team. Not the Redskins. Sorry. Yeah, going back trash. to call. So this this is an interesting. <laughs> the, the Jets. Question. The Jets maybe if Darnold doesn't pan out. But if you need a quarterback the Jets next are year, better than those teams, though, Newman. If you need a quarterback next year, it's a huge gamble to just give away this season because if we don't have a college season, you might not know what you get out of the draft pool next year. Like that could be terrifying. Like you're just you're drafting Justin Fields and he hasn't played it down. Like that could be horrifying. I'd, I'd the be, Patriots I'm, need a quarterback I'm, too. I'm, I'm just stood up, stood up, man. You got camps. They might, but. they might, they might think that they need a quarterback after this season. I, I Patriots try, are going to have a pick in the twenties. They're they're not going to be they're not going to be a tank team. But they have they have extra picks, don't they? I'm pretty sure they have extra picks. The Jets have extra picks because they trade Jamal Adams. They can move into the first round to get a quarterback if they want one. All right, guys, I got to ask you about a very intriguing fantasy name uh, from previous years. What's the over under? I want to talk about him more, but what's the over under on catches for David Johnson this year? If you put it at sixty, over. I'll take the over. I think over too. Yeah. What about you, London? Not too sure, honestly. He's they're they're going to be relying on him a lot. It's it's going to be the. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot of wide receivers in fucking Houston. Exactly. You know? So I mean, there, there's going to be a lot of pre-designed pass catches for for David Johnson. And, and this um, is this is the first time in a while they don't have uh, like two three viable guys. Like no one. I mean, obviously, yeah, yes, we just talked about them. Cooks, Snead, running back, Fuller. Two or three. Backs. Sure, but so I mean, the Texans usually have two or three like viable running yeah. backs that can Who's split it, it all and, up. Is him and Hyde Hyde still there? No, Hyde's in Seattle now. Actually, yeah. Oh, David, okay. David Johnson is the ace running back. So, so do, do they still have Duke Johnson to catch passes too? No, Duke's gone. Okay, I'm pretty Th- sure. Maybe they need Linden. Yeah. Linden, go maybe play. Go play for over. Houston. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Might be, yeah, it might be over sixty. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, so what I'm saying is like two or three viable running backs, not like skill yeah. guys. Okay. Um, um, Lamar Miller is always there. High, they had three, they had mm-hmm. three viable guys that are splitting touches uh, last year. Not, you know, no superstars, but like guys that can rotate. And how many years is that guy going to mind fuck the league in a row? <laughs> David Johnson, every single year, man, he, he goes in. It, he got, he gets everybody every year, and I fall for him. Everybody falls for him. He, he had, had him two on my good team seasons. Any of you guys? He, he had stuff? two good seasons. I had him his rookie year, dropped him because Chris Johnson was getting the run, and then he became the best fantasy running back in the league. <laughs> it's brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe, maybe I'll take him with my second and keeper. It's dude. I mean, I, I, I in a PPR league, by him. In, in a PPR, PPR league, league yes. he's he's definitely an interesting play. Be very uh, strong. It's just the question is. When does he get hurt, right? You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. if he's going to be used a lot, he's probably going to get hurt because that offensive line's still mediocre at best. Is anybody at least intrigued by Gardner Minshew? Like, no. do you just think he's terrible and the, that was just a, a. The man, the myth, the legend, Gardner yeah. Minshew? I'm intrigued by the legend of Gardner Minshew. No, the player. No, no, I. I, I <laughs> Probably I think, not. I think not maybe, the mustache rides. I, th- I think maybe he's just mentally one of those guys that, you know, maybe he'll never be like an all pro guy, but like just someone who's always going to have some weird fireworks. Uh, like, 
The gamer. I, I, I want to say just like a Doug Flutie. No, no, no. no. You know, I'll, I'll tell like, you exactly what he is. He he's a gamer. Like, yeah, just he's he's a players. young he's a young Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's gonna bounce around the league, find his way to start somehow almost every year, and you know have some effective seasons. Get get paid a contract here or there where somebody's like maybe this is our guy, and then not really be the guy. They love no, him I, in Jacksonville. I, dis- I disagree. I mean, he's he's a product of Mike Leach in out of Washington State, right? I mean. Gardner Minshew is no good. He's he's a slightly better version than Duck Hodges is uh, is is Gardner Minshew. So that um, we won't we won't even that's know that he won't be in the league by twenty twenty two. That's blasphemy. Not, not a not a chance. I'm on the Gardner train. <laughs> sucks. I think I think he's going to be a really capable backup quarterback. I would I would love him. He, he's one of those guys that he can come in in the third quarter and just look awesome for two quarters. Yeah. I don't. I I agree with you. I don't think he's a viable starting. Eh, we'll see. So. so Staying on, um, you know, in the South here in, in Florida in the running back situation, um, and our boy Lyndon Rouse here. Uh, Lyndon Rouse one time, uh, he, ha- he had a tryout for a con- like a Canadian Football League team or whatever, and they told me that he ran a too slow 40. I said, okay, so what, what was his 40 time? And they said, 4.55. And I said, that's the same 40 time that LaShawn McCoy ran, and he led the league in rushing this year. So how is that too slow for the Canadian Football League? But anyway, LaShawn McCoy was signed by the Bucks uh, last week. Who would you rather have, LaShawn McCoy or Lennon Rouse, playing with a Tom Brady offense where they like to throw the ball to running back? I and mean, I bet, well, <laughs> b- b- based on career production... <laughs> does LaShawn McCoy move the needle for you at all I mean, I mean at I, all to try, I mean Lyndon was phenomenal like he was so I shifty, get the point but, yeah. but dude, LaShawn McCoy like yeah. when he, when he was moving man he, he was just disg- he couldn't explode but, like, I, think, I think his he was, knees are shot man yeah that's why he's not gonna start yeah, I hope they're not though. I do. I mean, I, I don't even. I, is is he slated to be the starter? No, 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 no. He barely Arians. makes the team. He'll barely make the team. Arians came out and said Ronald Jones is our starter, yeah, and then he but he did the same thing last be. year, and he played Peyton Barber a lot more than him. So we'll yeah. see. Oh, but anyways, I mean, go. That, there's your connection between David Johnson and uh, and Bruce Arians, though. Like that, obviously, he made David Johnson a really effective player. I don't understand why the Bucks don't have a good pass catching or running back. Like they don't. Sure. <laughs> we were winding down there. <laughs> so, yo, 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 real, real quick before we go. Yeah. Um, Florida announced that August 24th is going to be Kobe Bryant Day. Um, I'm going to bring it up. I'm bringing it up now. I'm bringing it up uh, next week. Uh, mark that on your calendars. Um, August 24th. August 24th. So what, what what's involved in this day? Just uh, celebrating not quite them? sure. Like right, it, it got announced like third. Like ESPN tweeted it out at like thirty minutes before the pot, so I didn't get to read anything about it. But, all right. Well, thanks uh, for all your information on the topic. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, Lyndon, what are you up to nowadays? You want to give a plug to what you're doing? Oh, we uh, started a business doing athletic training in uh, California. So we're working. Uh, it's mostly with the youth. It's called Pure Athletics. And um, spell it for us. P U R three, not E. Because that was already taken, so we didn't, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to get fined. What a maneuver! <laughs> but uh, yeah, so pretty much uh, just trying to make people a better versions of themselves, help them, give them all the tools that they need to be successful. 
So, so if you have any kids in the Northern California area that you want them to, to get some training, you can hit up Pure Athletics. Or if you want a, some Zoom workouts, Lyndon will design a workout for you himself. And trust me, anything to get you closer looking to Lyndon is a good thing in your mind. <laughs> It's not in San Jose, right? Southern California? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lyndon, thank you so much for joining us, man. And uh, if you stuck with us for this long in the pod, God bless you. We kind of went on a little bit of a ramble towards the end there. But uh, if you like the cast, please like and follow us and continue to listen. Reach out to us. Let us know we suck. If you could please bash <laughs> our boy Brandon here that just makes dumb point after dumb point, we'd all really appreciate it. Thank you so much.